Hey there. You got a bunch of leads, but too swamped to make heads or tails out of them? When it comes to sealing the deal, you just throw out a number and hope for the best? Well, it's time to change that too. Welcome to the Million Dollar Pipeline Challenge, tailor-made for the home services and remodeling pros just like you. We're cutting through the clutter, showing you how to chat with your customers and nail your pitches and boost those conversions. No more guesswork, just solid strategies to grow your business. Tune in to transform your approach and let's build that million-dollar pipeline together. Text the word MONEY to 844-949-1984. That's the word MONEY to 844-949-1984 to begin your million-dollar pipeline challenge today. Welcome to Blue Collar BS, a podcast that busts the popular myth that we can't find good people, highlighting how the different generations of today, the boomers, Gen X, Millennials, and Gen Z are redefining work so that the industrial revolution that started in the U.S. stays in the U.S. Welcome back, Brad, to this episode of Blue Collar BS. Glad to join with you on this uh, adventure today. No problem, Mr. Stephen Doyle. It is always a pleasure to have our (laughs) weekly conversation. Absolutely. Conversation or whatever we're going to call it. We'll see. We'll see where this one goes today. Well, I, well, I can, I well, I can say it's going to go into a great place because once again, you have saved the day. Oh, please! What do you mean? Oh, please! It's true. It is true. You have provided us with uh, some great conversation material to discuss. An article from the National Review back from October twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. Yep. Article by. Ari David Bloff called the blue collar boom. We're going to bring what, the boom. And, and what's pretty interesting, um, the blue collar boom and the blue collar BS were in perfect homogenous synergy potentially here with this article. Wow, those words. Those I know. Those homogenous are synergies. Got it. Number one. Uh, number one. Homogenous synergy. Right. So it is a uh, it's a, and it's an interesting article that comes through and let's uh, let's just dive into the article. Where what paragraph do you want to go into first? I mean, I mean, There's let's so just many. let's just let's just get it out there because it's often overlooked. Blue collar workers are the key to the economy's recovery. We're stating that we believe that absolutely one hundred percent. Right off the bat, blue collar workers they are the key to our economy and the recovery that we need here. But as we dive into this, into this article right now, what we're experiencing, because this article was written in in October, we're still experiencing uh, increases in our energy prices. We're increasing, obviously with our gas prices continue to increase, supply chain continues to be an issue. And one of the things that continues that we continue to see here um, in our workspace areas um, is that the continued globalization of the economy continuing to tout white collar space and the overvalue of the university diploma invalidating someone's social worth today. And it's all but shoved blue collar America back out into the pouring rain and told them to, you know what? F off, essentially. Right. And right now, what we're in right now is the boom for the year of the knowledge worker, which means you know how to do it. F the big man, 
F the, the commercialization of the, of, of the white collar space. If you know how to do it, damn it, get out there and go do it. Cause it, the time is now for you to do it. The gig economy for the blue collar space. And if you're not well off enough or, or astute enough to say, do it, I'm going to do this on my own. There is places for you in the blue collar space to work in the trades all over the place right now, everywhere. Uh, yes. You, you cannot go through an industrial park. You cannot look at the back of a HVAC truck or a roofing manu- roofing contractor or a plumbing truck that doesn't say we're hiring on it. Everybody's hiring. You know, we've been hearing it now for, well, since at least in my recollection of, of paying attention to such things since about 2002, where it was, we can't find good people. We can't find good people. And that's, that's how we started our purpose here is talking about the fact that there are a lot of good people and many good people out there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just got to open up your horizon to find people that aren't like you to do the work. And that yeah. is a hard introspective, another big word for blue collar BS, <laughs> introspective as the Ooh. hiring manager, business owner Ooh. to say, look. In order to survive going forward, we need to be different and do different and think different. Mm-hmm. And we have to outbehave our competition. We have to do the things that we need to do in order to survive. And I can't continue to go out and hire my near retirement friends to bail my ass out to get <laughs> right. me to the end because yeah. they don't want to do it either. Or you're going to pay through the nose to do it. And it might work for a couple months, but it's not a sustainable solution. Absolutely. One of the other things that this article brings up here, and we talk about the knowledge of the workers and, and like, like Brad just said, you know, the, the senior workers, they're not there to bail you out. That knowledge is walking out the door, but what else is walking out the door right now? Cause we're talking about in the area of the quote unquote, great resignation, really it's the great rebalance people in the rebalance is people are looking at the balance of their work life, their family life, their mental health, all of that. And it's really becoming the great rebalance. But what does that mean? It means there is a greater shift of white collar workers leaving that space, entering or being open to working in the blue collar space for that work life balance, that mental health balance, the life balance. So that great resignation that people are touting it's actually more the great rebalance. People are saying F you to the work environment of white collar space. They're more open to looking in blue collar space. And now they're just looking for the right culture, if you will, to fit into in those blue collar spaces. I, I have a, a gentleman in my network. He does epoxy floors. He's a small, small shop, does basements, garages, typical epoxy floor types things, does a little bit of light industrial specialty work and maybe some kitchens in you know restaurants and things like that that need to have an impervious surface we were talking uh i don't know tail end of 2021 the guy that he's been using forever and a day uh has opted to go out and move on to something else uh, some of it was relative to pay but part of it's like oh man he had a really great thing working on because it was a gig it was a i need you on tuesday can you be here at 10 i need you next week thursday it wasn't full-time it was pretty much on-demand work and now he's like, oh, man, this is really great. How do I think about this? Because he had that person for five years. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, now you need to look at um, maybe you find uh, the fireman who, and it's not just one. It might be that you need to find five people now in order. So when your schedules work, that you can balance all five 
five people, whether it's a, a fireman that does some extra work or it's a college kid that's just looking for some extra things between classes or during breaks or a semi-retired person that just wants to go out and be, just do something mindless without having to worry about people. Not that doing epoxy floors is mindless, but it's, it doesn't have to worry about people. doesn't have to worry about the results because it's not right. his business. It's not his concern. And we've talked about that in previous shows about the fact that there are a lot of X and boomers. Yep. They're out of work because they got the parachute. They got the opportunity. They've invested well, they've done those things, but they're bored as shit. Yeah. Because they didn't think about the what's next scenario. And yeah. Oh, I can do that two days a week. Yep. You could. Mm-hmm. And just rebalancing, like you said, that opportunity and, there's lots of ways to generate revenue in today's economy. And what's considered the workforce is not what it was in 1955. Shoot. It's not what it was in 2000. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's 20 years ago. It's not what it was. That is true. Here's an interesting piece within this article that I find very interesting, Mr. Doyle. So the pandemic underlined the social inequality of essential work. The jobs most of us rely on, but cannot imagine doing, often staffed by ethnically diverse workers from low-income households, though not exclusively. The journalist uh, from Eli's Press's latest book, Dirty Work, explored this emerging tension. Dirty work is work that society, in a sense, depends Mm -hmm. on, and the tenacity condones, but doesn't want to hear too much about the certainty and definitely doesn't want to see it. This covers a wide range of occupations from slaughterhouse workers to prison guards, military drone operators. Unlike their well-paid white-collar peers, frontline workers had little to hook them to their jobs. Overworked and under-respected from, let's see, let me make that correction. Overworked and under-respected from retail and shipping to healthcare and hospitality, many decided enough was enough. Yeah. Six months, six months into the pandemic, over three quarters of the surveyed American healthcare workers reported a feeling of burnt out and exhaustion. The following year, McKinsey revealed that well over a third, and in some cases, nearly half of the surveyed employees in the teaching, manufacturing, healthcare, hospitality, and transportation sectors were at least some like, somewhat likely to leave their jobs in the near term. Consequently, in April of 2021 alone, Nearly 650,000 retailer workers quit. Yeah. 650,000 in April of 2021. And none of, and many of them have never come back. Right. But let's, and, and we wonder why we can't, I should say we can't, that, that the economy has gone digital and we're buying all this shit off of Amazon and not going to local stores. And then we're pissed off because our downtown looks like shit. And we got boarded up windows and we got blight and all this. Well, hello. Right. We've done it to ourselves. We've told ourselves that these jobs are, while they're quote unquote essential, are unattractive for us to lift a finger to do. Let's peel back the onion. Why is that the case? Look at how in those areas people are actually treated, not just by their work environment from their management chain. But some of these, when we talk social inequality of essential workers, it's us as human beings treating each other like shit in those in those spaces. Why would we want to put up with other people's shit like that? People have had enough. 
Right. And that's why you get people leaving because it is shit. You know, I do some work with the, at the local stadium here part-time and we couldn't find people to at all. Now part mm-hmm. of it's because of what they want the job to be and what they're willing to pay. And um, right. There's a lot of disconnection between that. That's an organizational thing for that service provider. And it's like, guys, it's not that hard, right? Mm-hmm. Stop yelling and, and, being assholes to everybody and let's just treat each other like good humans and move on. Right. Teach, educate, set expectations, hold people accountable to expectations. What? Yeah, I know. If you expect something to be this way and you expect a dress code to be adhered to, and you expect something to happen and it's not happening and you don't do anything about it, guess what? Nothing's going to change. People are going to get pissed off, but but you said something quite interesting. You actually want to tell people what to expect. I don't know that I want to tell them what to expect. I want to at least share what my expectations are because telling <laughs> is not necessarily a good place to be sometimes, Mr. Doyle. Yeah. All been there, right? <laughs> How's telling your wife what to expect working out for you? Oh, it works out really well. Uh-huh. That's why your <laughs> office is in the basement. <laughs> it works out really well. <laughs> right. And it's just getting the opportunity to say, hey, um, it's the respect of people being there. My wife and I mm-hmm. went out, uh, let's see, we went to a new place we wanted to try for dinner back in October last year. Busy as all get out, servers busting their butt. You can tell there are three people down probably at the, in this in this restaurant. Guys coming over all apologetic. I'm like, dude, why are you apologizing to us? He's like, because I feel like it just took longer than it should have. I said, mm-hmm. okay. Um, it may have. However, it's not from a lack of, it's not your fault. Um, I'm just appreciative you showed up today to come to work, right? Right. I actually told him that in to his face one-on-one and he'd been working seven hours already and it was towards the end of his shift and he was exhausted and it just completely changed his, his whole, yes. his whole night was just completely changed because somebody actually said, Hey, I appreciate you for showing up today. Yep. It happened to be a customer. And it wasn't anybody else in the leadership team, probably, that was going to do that that night at the end of the show. Exactly. Exactly. Just those small things. You wouldn't think, hey, this is going to change somebody's life. But those small things, like Brad just mentioned that he did when, you know, just going out to eat and just thanking the, the server for actually being there means so much to these people. Now, going back into this article, another key, this is a key point that, that hits home for me. And as Americans, right, we, there has been this mantra or disdain for manual labor that led us to ignore contributions of blue-collar America. And really, it's the critical role in all of our modern economies today. And here's a quote from Micro, um, known for uh, hosting the show Dirty Jobs. And it was acknowledged in the PBS NewsHour interview. The push for one form of education, in my view, really was the beginning of a long list of of stigmas and stereotypes and myths and misperceptions that to this day dissuaded millions of kids from pursuing a legitimate opportunity to make six figures in the trades. And fast forward, where are we at today? Because blue collar, it's the backbone of the economy today. Jobs, it's booming. People can write, uh, write their, this is how much I expect demand to be paid to, to a relative point. A degree, if if they have if they have the experience and knowledge, 
if they oversell, they're not going to be long for this world if you have the right type of leadership in place, right? Yeah. Right now, unfortunately, and, and not not in a good way, people are willing to take the warm body. And if they show up, that's good enough. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's the wrong attitude. That's the wrong yeah. approach um, to have yep. to be successful in this place. Um, I had a, a client that I met with this week and he had to let somebody go because that individual wasn't going to do like 25% of the job. She wasn't going to get on the ladder. She wasn't getting on the roof to, and the guy's a framing company wasn't going to do some of the off ground work. It's like, I can't do that as the owner. He wasn't going to go do all that extra work. And he's like, you know what? Um, you said you could do all these things and you were going to do all these things and you're not. Well, then we need to part ways right now. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, he, and that was a, that was a huge thing, but it, that was a big deal for him. And I congratulated him on it because it was a tough decision, but it was the right decision for his business. Yeah. Because if the owner has, has now decided, Hey, these are the, I'm going to hire the right people for the right role. So I no longer have to wear this hat so I can wear another hat in the company for going out and bidding and and growing the business. I can't grow the business if I'm on the ladder doing the job. And so I'm going to hire the people to do the job. If you can't do the job that you said you could, you're absolutely right. Cut your losses now, right? Yep. But, but Mike Rose couldn't be any clearer on that, right? And here's here's part of it. The news media, just think about the 2000s, 1990s, 2000s, right? We we fantasized and publicized the the massive economic boom of CEOs and options and this and that and the value of a master's degree and all these things. And at some point you too can get these massive, massive payouts and it works and it and it's people did it right. Yep. It, and the education systems, great marketing ploy, right? They, they marketed the shit out of it and they, they kept inside their own walls to create a pathway for students from the age of five mm-hmm. all the way through till 30 to keep them in the walls of academia. Right. And that is um, that is the sin that we are paying for right now today as we sit in 2022. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And when, yeah, there's there's just so many ways to go in that. There's so many places to say it, things that, you know, the, hey, who's going to fix my car? Well, nobody. Yeah. You. Who's, who, who's going to replace my roof? Nobody. Who's going to build my house? Oh, you, now that I got my job and I'm ready to go and I, you know, right, I inherited, you know, the transition of wealth that's going to happen over the next 10 years, just because of, um, you know, death that's coming forward is it's going to be massive. Right. Oh, oh, you mean I can go get this brand new house? I can go build this new house. Yes, you can. Oh, but there's nobody to build it. What do you mean? Yeah. It's gonna ta- what do you mean? It's going to take 13, 14, 15 months to build a house when it should only take six. Well, because there's nobody to build it. Mm-hmm. All because we years ago put the stigma in minds that you needed to have a college degree and trade school was kind of like a faux pot. Like, no, you, you don't need to go to trade school. You need to go get a four-year degree. Right. You need to go to a four-year degree. And, and again, the industry didn't do itself any favors, right? It was mm-hmm. very much um, belittling, very much uh, get as much as you can out of everybody as possible. It was dark, dirty, and dangerous for much of that 90s and early 2000s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, you know, shit, lights. What do you need lights for on the shop floor? (laughs) Right? 
But I mean, let's you got, let's you got six of them overhead. What's the problem? Yeah. But I mean, let's 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 face it. Without the trades, nobody would be where they are today. You wouldn't be living in the house you live in, you wouldn't be working in the office you work in. You wouldn't be able to go to the doctor's office that you like to go to. You wouldn't be able to enjoy the parks that you go to because the trades aren't there to do it. So the value of the blue collar, in my eyes anyways, far outweighs what we're currently seeing right now in the work, in the work environment. Like the onus is on the blue collar gig economy right now. Right. And the, the opportunities are abundant for individuals to strike up. You want six figures? You can go get six figures right now. You want to make more money? It's on you. You can go make more money right now in the blue collar space than you. I'm going to put this out there. Yes, I'm going to say this. You can make more money right now in the blue collar space than you can in white collar. You can make it faster. Gender, you can totally make it faster. a lot faster. Um, lot the question faster. becomes potential lifetime earnings over the pace, right? If you just take it at face value. Yes, there are many, there are many Gen Z kids right now that have the opportunity to create generational wealth. Absolutely. For them, if they were, when they take the path of going into industry, because it's such, it's a very, very small pool and they're going to need to have it. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, The other interesting part I thought about this article, Steve, was they were talking about the truck drivers as well and that the United Kingdom is bringing in military to uh, drive trucks, to move shit around in, in the UK. And they're predicting a hundred thousand driver deficit by 2023 here in the U S yeah. And you know, the rail, the railroads, we talk about our supply chain issues. Well, you know what Mm -hmm. ghost, you know, I'm not saying driving truck is easy and it takes, it's not easy. It takes a special person. It takes a special person to do it, but all these organizations, many of these LTL organizations are making very, very, very strong efforts to increase the pay and make sure people are home or they have the off time in between hooks and drops. Yep. So if you're listening to this show and you're like, hey, is this is blue collar for me, right? You can hit us up, put the questions out there. But both of us coming out of white collar space, supporting blue collar industry, we see the value that blue collar brings. That's why we're doing this show. That's why we are working mostly in the blue collar space today. It's because the, the value... It has been undervalued in, in just bringing this to awareness, the awareness that it needs, you know, that blue collar, there is immense value in the blue collar space and no one should ever be ashamed of being in the blue collar space ever. And it's not just a U.S. problem, even though we touted at the beginning of the show of, you know, the industrial revolution and all that stuff here in the U.S., right? We are very supportive of our own country, but it's, it's a worldwide problem. Absolutely. Mr. Doyle, thank you for uh, doing your homework again today to bring up a great article. Uh, The article link will be in the show notes. It will be available um, to read. It's a very interesting article. So, no, thank you very much for uh, bringing value to the show again today, Mr. Doyle. That's like two in a row, I think. I'll go with one in a row. Okay. One in a row. Almost a pattern. Almost a pattern. So watch out. (laughs) All right, Brad. Thank you very much. You have a great, uh, great week. You do the same, man. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Blue Collar BS, brought to you by Vision Forward Business Solutions and Professional Business Coaching, Inc. If you'd like to learn more on today's topic, just reach out to Steve Doyle or myself, Brad Herta. Please like, share, rate, and review this show as feedback is the only way we can get better. Let's keep blue-collar businesses strong for generations to come.